Hello and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, Board Gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 140, Gumbo Live, the number one Facebook Live talk show in Ankeny, Iowa, dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, it's Rob, it's Cam, it's TK from the Board Boys podcast. You can find them at theboardboys.com. A couple of quick show notes. Oh, we're going to be talking about spicy hot games tonight. Lots of spicy hot games because they play lots and lots of games. We'll also be talking about some con chat, maybe a little bit of background information. And we're going to play Alex Goldsmith's favorite all-time game with them and the chat crew tonight. So stick around for that. A couple of quick show notes. Hit us up on social media, on Twitter or on Facebook, at Board Game Gumbo, because we're going to be looking for your questions in the chat crew the Gumbo Overlord and the Name Father will specifically try to call out some things to talk about. So if you've got something to say, let us know. But enough blather. Let's get right to our special guest. We've got a bunch of them, so this is going to take me a second. But there he is, Rob. What's up? Yo! Rob, How's all the going? way from Dungeons Gate. That is a that, that is one of the greatest FLGS, FLGSs I've ever seen behind you. I mean, you, you have like a game that? store in your house. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. No, you were supposed to be at Dungeons Gate, right? Yeah, tonight's our game night, but you know we cut it short just for you. Oh, I am so happy you, you guys saw did that, that special place in our heart, BJ. You know, at, I, I, I'm an honorary member. That's what I like to say. Or at That's least true. I'm a. How about this? I'm a promoter. I'm a promoter of the board boys. Look, all night I've even got the special pin. Look at this. Nice. Got it right. We'll, have to, we'll have to get shirts. More shirts out there. All right, so. It, this was a tough one, but we're all the way from Peru, I think. I think it's Peru. We've got Cam. Hello, it's Cam, top board boy. That's a better than bestest. <laughs> no, the no, bestest no. boy. You're, you're and, messing up the hierarchy. And the top board boy. Okay, you're, like not, a, you're not actually in Peru tonight. No, I'm in Des Moines, and I'm just a show, but I can have games too. I'll just, we'll just get. <laughs> Okay, now I'm jealous because I st- I can't find a copy of First Rat anywhere around here. Hey, mm. funny story. I think there's three copies of First Rat in this talk show tonight. Yeah, you can have mine. I think Robin and uh, Tim both on it. I purchased this because it was on the Ding and Dent, and uh, there's a there's an inconsistency right there. But no, oh, I it, that, that never bothers me. So yeah, hey, hold it for me. Maybe we can make a trade. All right, I've got some, some Simone Luciani game you want right somewhere. Yeah, Darwin's journey. Send that to me. <laughs> All right. So we've got the number one and number two Simone Luciani fans in the world. But let's bring in the third board boy, who I actually had never met before. It's board boy TK. Yo, what's up? All right. So uh, I picked, this side. Cam, I, I pictured that, you know, because you know, how you, you ever had this happen where you have a radio voice, but you've never met the person. So you kind of have a middle picture. Yeah. Was it accurate for Tim? Six foot seven, glasses, and a basketball star in high school. Well, he is six foot seven, right, Tim? Is that pretty close? It's pretty close. Six foot three. Six foot three. Not a basketball star, though, unfortunately. All right. So I've got everybody in, and we've got a million people already checking in on the chat. It is Patrick Newman, our favorite South Texas buddy. Patrick Newman, what's up, uh, Patrick? Patrick, you got any questions for the board boys? Let us know. Actually, I think you guys met Patrick and Cindy Newman at PGGCon. Uh, we played that. We played that insane game with. Um, the hidden the roll game? Yeah. That hidden rolls game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, the Gumbo Overlord. Yeah, we did. I, I, it was very fun. 
Tim, did I, you did you have that behind you, or did you just grab that? I, I went and grabbed it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, he's got first it. ride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. do you have it back there somewhere? Yeah, I have to find it. Okay. I'm so, sure. for the two or three people somewhere on the other side of the world that have not heard of the Board Boys podcast, I don't even know who that would be. But just in case, Get out of the rock from your hiding, your hiding. Tell your tell the chat crew. Somebody tell the chat crew what is the Board Boys. I mean, Cam, you're the longest board boy. Why don't you do it? Yeah, this is, well, I think it's called the top board boy. Uh, board Boys podcast is a uh, it's a deep dive into one game every two weeks. We started by doing the BGG top 100, but that constantly changes, and we, we've been doing it for like five and a half years now. So we still occasionally do a game that cracks the top 100, uh, but oftentimes we do stuff that's getting really hot reviews or uh, is highly anticipated. We, uh, we go in, we give an overview of the game, we talk about the pros and cons, we give our final thoughts on it, and we, uh, we give it a rating from zero to three boings, uh, which is based off of a incredible video that listeners should check out uh, by DJ Steve Walsh. Ain't no stopping us now. Just get about three minutes in and listen to the rap and you'll totally get it. Rob, the elephant in the room. Should yeah. we should we play the Steve Walsh video? Like right now? Like right now. I mean, it's worth it. <laughs> it probably is worth at least, it. At least that part. Steve Walsh, yeah, I don't know why it just stuck. Cam played it for us during one of the podcasts, and then like he just kind of became our spirit animal slash mascot. Yeah, slash the summertime Santa Claus. <laughs> the summertime. Yeah. Party for the world is that the what is that the one yeah. song? So, so ain't no stopping us now is the Steve Walsh, uh, where it has the Steve Walsh rap three boings boing boing boing. Um, but yeah, we do. Oh we my talk god, shop. I got it. <clears throat> so yes. tell us about the boings though. How did the boings actually get started? And because I didn't, I, I'm not, I didn't go all the way back to episode one. Is there an episode zero or one where the boings were first introduced? No, we didn't start doing the boings until about a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, Maybe that was my idea. Yeah, it was, it was Rob's idea because I think what happened is I played everybody this video and I wouldn't shut up about Steve Walsh for like a month, two months. And so finally, uh, I keep describing everything. Like I just keep describing the boing, boing, boing moment as like the pinnacle of music. Do you all hear that at all? Oh, yeah. I, I totally hear it. And, and who are we looking at right here? This is Steve. So this is DJ Steve. Are we going to see his daughters in here at all, you think? No. Well, I don't know because, I mean, I don't know. I am in a group chat that both of Steve Walsh's daughters are in, like a, the DJ Steve Walsh fan club on Facebook. But I never asked him if they were in any of the videos. They would have been like five or six at the time. So You know what's sad, Cam? I actually had a lot of his clothes in my closet in like 1987. I'm pretty sure. And yeah. A lot of his clothes. yeah. How come you're not in this video, BJ? I <laughs> should be. I actually had a pair of parachute pants. I haven't seen them yet. But uh, so if you yeah. if you want to give these guys the boing 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 experience, I'd say go to about like yeah, right where you have the. Yeah, we're getting there. Oh no no sorry, you got to go back. He's like yeah, there you go. Don't stop the rock and there's no holding back. There just ain't no stop. So I'm busting beats because I'm feeling hot. And everybody around the world's gonna say, You what? 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 We got it. Boing, boing, boing. There you go. That's the whole thing. And that laugh is just priceless. 
All right. So my favorite thing was when we were visiting with Steve, uh, with uh, Stephen Bonacore, and we were doing the show, and we were trying to. Exp- I don't think he ever understood exactly what the boing 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 was supposed to be. No, probably not. But it, it's caught on, right? So, so yeah. how, how does the scale work? Rob, I I have my own thoughts about it. You should tell him how it works, because because I'll leave the parts I don't like out. <laughs> so it is a six point rating scale. Because, uh, I mean, whatever, we flub it around a little bit. But essentially six, well, I guess it's seven because you could do zero boings. But um, you can do, you know, zero, one, two, three, or two and a half, one and a half. I mean, we don't really review games that we really hate. So I don't think we've had anything maybe lower than a one and a half from anybody that I could think of. Tim's the keeper of the boing chart. So he could probably tell you. Um, we keep we keep records of like overall ratings for our stuff and TK. Um, what's the lowest rated? What's the lowest boings anybody's given? Windward, and it was everybody gave it a one. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think that one was like you could get it like Target maybe, right? Is that? It wasn't good. Yeah, not good. It I've was by it, far the lowest rated one. I've seen it around a couple of different places. Yeah. So that's a one boinger. Yeah. What's the highest boing? Do you know? Any mm. idea? And how many times can I do four and a half boings without it getting annoying? That's zero. Hey, you get no, you know, four and a half. You get one. one you, you can you can boing one four times, or you can boing four boing one time. So far, the only person to do so is Jake Krause and Josh Lamb. Oh, Josh! Before he before he and oh, that's right. And oh yeah, Bo has given many four boings. <laughs> oh, that's Bo, true. Bo has given four boings. He's yeah. so young, and he's already used up his boings, Tim. I mean, like they're yeah, already gone. I mean, he's just borrowing them from different people he finds. He's the, so. he's the, the candle that boings the brightest. <laughs> so, so other than those fours, what, Tim? What's what's the game that consistently has the highest boings? Any idea? So yeah, uh, Great Western Trail Second Edition got really oh, high. Oh, that'll boings. make the Gumbo Overlord very happy. Yeah, yeah. So Great there's that Trail. one, um, and recently. I think Beast did pretty well, and Woodcraft crushed. So, you know, Beast is very good. Rob, I gotta tell you, Beast is not my kind of game, but you actually sold it for me. That's a game I'd want to try. You you made me think it was uh, kind of Fury of Dracula ish. It is. It's it's very cool. Um, It's it's more it's more instead of more hidden movement, it's kind of more hide and seek hunting kind of. It just feels more back and forth and it feels like everyone gets to do cool stuff so i'll bring that with me i'll put that on the list all right we uh we've got another one for bgg con hey let's get uh verla and steven here and let's start talking about some games how about that yeah all right uh we should have had first rat on the list obviously because you guys are completely prepared to talk about I, it i i yeah. do think first rat hit up i think everybody hit it with a three boing so yeah, yeah we love it high, high yeah. up there yeah. i had uh i i but at one point in time, I discovered I could fit an extra game in all my shelves if I faced one out. But then I realized I can't remember what the hell is behind all of them. Right. So I have labeled everything with cube numbers, and I just use an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> That's the fastest way to find the game I want to do. Um, my son was bored before he started school, before uh, when he went to law school, and he actually went and did all of that for every shelf in here. I've never actually opened that spreadsheet up though. So it's, it's probably all messed up now. So uh, no, I've kept it pretty up to every once in a while I get behind on it and I do it. And I've, I've labeled the cube with all the game names on them too, but it, I thought that would be easy enough to look through. That's hard to look through all the words. 
ultimately, you know, searching an Excel sheet is 10 times faster. Well, you guys, some of you guys have met uh, Verla already, the Gumbo Overlord. Yep. Hello again, friends. Met last hey, year, Verla. Last Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yep. Patrick, it's, it's not that we're talk. rationing Boings. We're just making sure that the Boings are properly assigned to the right games, right? It's true. There needs there needs to be a Boeing Federal Reserve of some sort that that you know regulates this to make sure that interest you know is controlled. Steve, you got <laughs> to watch parts of the video. In fact, I think you watched the whole video while we were talking, right? Your thoughts on Steve Walsh and the and the Boeing. Uh, family show. So unless we're going to go gumbo after dark, I think I'll take a pass on that one. <laughs> Listen, everybody, there will be – no, very soon there will be a party for the world, right? Yeah. He said it like 35 years ago, so I don't know if he was – we haven't seen that yet, but maybe he was speaking in like, you know, he was being figurative maybe next year. Sure. It's going to take the world that long to catch up with the brilliance. Yeah. Exactly. BJ from Board Game Gumbo, I've got my guests here, the Board Boys from the Board Boys podcast. we got Rob and Cam and TK in, and they have played a game. In fact, I think they played it tonight. A game I am really jealous about. It's Darwin's Journey. Who wants to talk about it? I want to hear all about it. So Darwin's Journey is from Thundergriff Games. Uh, Simone Luciani and Nestor Mangioni are the designers, and the artist is Paolo Voto. And if you ever listen to our podcast, we love what we call the Italian Design House Mafia, which is anybody in the Luciani, Mangioni, Tassini, uh, who else we got, Campbell? Who, who well, else? okay, so so Luciani's kind of the the guy who works with everybody. He's kind of the Kevin Bacon or whatever. Uh, <laughs> Luciani's the best of them. I, I agree. So, I have to, an argument for that. To me, I'm with, I'm with you. I think he's the juice. <laughs> I think he's the juice in every game. Uh, but Luciani works with Tassini a lot. Uh, Luciani also works with Nestor Mangioni. Uh, he did Barrage with uh, what's his name, Tommaso Batista. Right. Um, that kind of looks like Campbell. Yeah, who can, does kind of look like me? Like kind of look at the Barrage <laughs> picture. Um, but he also works a lot with uh, Virginio Gili and uh, Flamina Brasini. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Brasini, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Who th uh, those two? You know, make There's... all their games together. And but the, the oddly enough, they did this game. But the yeah. group, if you go through all the games that I really like from those Italian designers, Simone Luciani seems to be in on all of those games. Yeah, it's he's like the, the guy. one common thread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why I pulled the trigger on this one. This was a Kickstarter that happened during COVID and took very a very long time to come out. Um, lots of production issues, whatever. But it finally came out a couple weeks ago to my house, and we played it. I played it twice now: once with Tim, a two-player, and uh, once tonight, four-player. And they were very different experiences. It's one of those games where we started playing it, and we saw. You know, you could score over 200 points, and at the end of the third third out of five rounds, we're like, "How the hell do you do that?" And Tim did it tonight. So, wow! As like any of their games, it's like you just got to crack the nut a little bit, and then and it just opens up for you. What are, what are we looking at here? Is it, is is it worker placement? What kind of game is so, it? So, yeah, the main the main mechanism is worker placement, and you have four different workers. And every worker, if you saw back on that other picture, there was some seals. You can kind of see them there. So there, those are those. There's this is the Kickstarter edition with the cool little they're rubber like they're little rubber seals like they're the stamps for the letters. And uh, you put those on a board next to the workers. And so you see right there that yellow that yellow meeple. 
Uh, to place him there, he needs to have one red seal to place him there. And then down below, you'll see some spots that cost 4 and $5. You get these little spyglass tokens that you can cover those up and create worker placement spots for people to go on. And if people go on your spot, you make money. And they're better spots, but they require like two red that, a, a worker to have two red seals or three red seals. And there's four different colors of seals. And then there's a purple one that's wild. Um, and then like when your worker gets more seals, like they can have up to six of them. Uh, they just get completely juiced up and get to do some extra stuff. Uh, they just make the actions better. What, and then what, there you see like there's stamps that you put on there, and that's kind of an area control thing at the end of the round. You can score some benefits. Um, ultimately in the game, you're just trying to uh, – I don't know if you have a picture of the, the map where you're walking around, but you kind of walk – you kind of sail your ship around. Yeah, there you go. You sail your ship around uh, trying to keep up you try to keep up with the HMS Beagle, which was Darwin's ship uh, when okay. he was going doing his stuff. And you try to keep up with him because if you're behind him, you score less in end round of objectives. And then you kind of walk your explorer around uh, learning about the different species and animals. Uh, and then when you learn about them, you can then journal about them and like um, write about them. And then at the end of the game, there's a huge multiplier by how much stuff people have learned all together times how far you've moved this little book token. You can kind of see that in the middle of the board there uh, where there's like that four by four grid. You see the four by four grid of animals off to the right. Yes. You basically, as you discover them, they're the, they're also the circle tokens on the, the walking track down there. And as an action, when you stop on one of those circles, you, you can, cover up the spot on your board and then you can go onto the main board as an action and then move that token that's over on the, the right side of the board onto the its spot on the board and make some money and make some. Are these like three islands that you're exploring as you go down this track? Yeah. So if you see the, the banners um, that kind of cross the, the river there or the crop. Yeah. Cross the, the water spots. When your boat crosses it, you get to pop a you get to pop an explorer out onto the next set of the islands. Oh, okay. So there's three different islands you can kind of walk around, and then on the back side of this board, it's all completely different. And there's an expansion built in called the Firelands, where you just go around uh, like Tierra del Fuego, and the the map part looks way crazier. And I know nothing about it at this point, but I'm super excited to dip into it. It's one of those those games that have Half the rule book is the rules because the book is huge. And the rest of it is solo rules and probably a half a dozen modules, like small modules and an expand and a, like a fairly large expansion. When you hand out player pieces in the base game, you don't even hand out all the stuff. Like there's extra ships you don't use and extra explorers you don't use. And, uh, there's like a pirate ship that can you can attack pirates. It's kind of it's all crazy, man. Dude, uh, checking in, playing Mario Kart in honor of his boy Cam. Yeah, That's Dave, let's Mario Kart online soon, buddy. I've been time trialing. I'm ready to take you on. We, we've learned that Du uh, doesn't play board games. He plays Mario Kart and Marvel Snap, and that's it. Yeah, he's my Marvel Snap buddy in the <laughs> Discord. Is. Steve, is this game too beige or not enough beige? No, no. There is no such thing as too beige. Okay, good. Because that was is, a trick question. Right, have you gotten the right saturation? Of is it is it more colorful or less colorful than Toledo? 
I haven't played Tilatum. Verla would have to talk on that one. But that one looks to me like a slightly more pumped up version of what might be the Navigador board in terms of its colors. It's a little bit sharper, but still has the that beige, that beige that's the rage. I am I am I am attracted to this art, the 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 graphic design of all, all the artwork and everything. It looks really cool to me. Verla? The biggest thing to overcome is the iconography. There's a lot of it. Is it pretty intuitive? I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's basically four main actions. And then after that, it's just juicing those up bigger and bigger and bigger and getting your, your workers jacked out, you know. How's the playtime been, TK? Um, two players, it was very fast. Four players, it was about a little over two hours, probably something like that. So I, I think it, it's, I mean, the box says 30 minutes per player. And I'd say if you know the game, that's probably accurate. It seems, it seems like all of their games say that, 30 minutes per player. But I think I, they're I, all generally right. Yeah, I bet if I pulled out a... Teletum is not that long, though. I don't think it's 30. I don't think they say 30 minutes per player on that one. It's uh, Depends on who you're 60, playing with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a 60 we had a to three-hour game with three people last night. Of Toledo? Mm-hmm. Wow. How did it go? Was it an enjoyable three hours? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> an enjoyable two hours and then a third hour, Brad. <laughs> It's experiences like that where I don't feel guilty for looking at my phone in between turns because I know somebody's going to take, you know, like seven minutes to figure out their turn. And that's just who they are and they're a family member. And I love them. So I'm just happy they're playing with me. Hey, that's a good way to be. I just trick my friends into taking faster turns by goading them. Like tonight. Rob, <laughs> Rob tricked me tonight. We were trucking. I was I was the fastest Cam in the West tonight because he's like, Cam nice. can't play this game fast. He's going to think about every single turn for a long time. So I was zipping. So we were playing faster, I think, at a faster pace than normal. If you ever want to try to beat Cam at a game, just goad him into playing really fast. I, I lost by so many points. And uh, it was like, it was probably my worst showing in a board game in this year. So, but, what's your, but I did. What's your, what's your favorite thing about the game, Cam? Um, yeah, okay, so uh, I think that the, there's a lot of things that kind of remind me of, of stuff that Luciani does, yeah, specifically in, um, like, let's say, Lorenzo Il Magnifico and Newton. It's got a lot of flavors from that. Um, there's this huge combo wombo vibe going on in the game where a Love lot it. of the stuff you could do like leads right into another really pow something that feels really powerful and meaningful. And um, despite that, the turns like don't go on endlessly. Um, nothing takes too long, but you can you can take an action and you can upgrade one of your guys, and that feels great. But because you have a guy upgraded, you can close a objective that you might have. Then you get to slot that into the board, which will maybe give you another powerful thing you get to do. And uh, it, it, there's a lot of that in Newton. There's a lot of that in Lorenzo, Grand Austria Hotel. So this if you one like feels, this game. This one feels a lot like Newton. I mean, yeah. Mangione did Newton too. So Exactly. That, that's yep. uh, it, it has the wombo combo. Yeah. I, was about to say. I would say it's the most like Newton out of any of the other games of Luciano. And I'm seeing played. the little movement on the tracks, the the little that kind of reminds me of Newton a little bit also. Although mm -hmm. I was wondering if it was the King's track type thing on Toledo where they have some negative negative uh, aspects, but I don't see that. Yeah, no negative here. And then there's a player you're seeing a player board there. And then those cards you draft at the beginning of the game and they give you your starting seals, and those are also objectives you try to complete. So you want to have a guy with so many of each colored seal, and then you can flip them over and do the thing. 
Um, yeah. well, we had a lot of requests before the show about uh, what's going on with Darwin Journey. Thumbs up for everybody. What do you think? Or, or need some more plays? Two thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Thumbs up. It'll be an episode soon. Wow, it's in the top 100 already. <laughs> you know we're we're beyond that now. We've ascended. Steve, or transcended the top 100, I guess. <laughs> Steve Berla, is this something y'all want to check out? I would be interested in this. Yeah, I lo love the theme, and I hope that it. I mean, I don't need a theme. We were talking about this <clears throat> offline. I don't need a theme to make me feel like I'm actually Darwin traveling through the Galapagos. But if the theme does echo the mechanics in some way and makes it feel more fulfilling, that's that's cool by me. Nice. I've just been seeing it pop up because everybody's getting their Kickstarter, and I didn't even notice it when it was on Kickstarter. And I've been seeing mm -hmm. the pictures and thinking it looks very beige, and I haven't even looked into it. But now you guys are telling me Luciani's one of the designers, and Grand Austria Hotel is like my tied for number one game. So I'm yeah, chef's mm -hmm. kiss there. Yep. yep, that's a good one. Gotta try oh. this one now, and it looks a little more colorful than uh, Tealatum. You guys have sold me. I, I definitely want to try it. Darwin's that's Journey. Cool. That's awesome. list. All right, BJ from Morgan Gumbo. I've got my guests here, Cam and Rob and TK from the Board Boys Podcast, and we are talking spicy odd games. And one of the ones I wanted to talk about was. French Quarter, the brand new loaded roll and write. I'll say brand new, coming soon to Kickstarter. Brand new so loaded pretty. roll and write from Motor City Gameworks and 25th Century Games. They use that term loaded roll and write, and this is, you know, that's what it is. These are these are crunchy roll and writes. Uh, has anybody played Fleet the Dice Game or Three Sisters or Motor City or any of their other loaded roll and writes? Everybody's played yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. So Played three sisters last night. If you know anything about those games, you know that that it they are rolling rights, of course, but they play almost like a big big game experience, but only take about 45 minutes an hour to play. So it, somehow it, it fits all three of those things and squashes them all together. They're very combo wombo, combo licious. I call them bubble wrap games because it feels like you're wrapped up in bubble wrap and you're rolling around on the ground and they're just popping bubbles like crazy. Because once you do one thing, it just keeps it just keeps popping. You're like Okay, I got this thing, and I'm gonna pop that, and it's gonna go over here, and I'm gonna pop that, and your turns can take a while. Uh, but but that's I mean that's the fun of these games. French Quarter is the latest one. It's set in any guesses? The mm. French Quarter. The French Quarter in New Orleans. So it seems you, very on brand for you. It, it does. Uh, I, I saw Chad from 25th Century said it would be criminal not to send you a copy. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. So oh, just wait until you find out exactly how on brand it is. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I saw the picture, so I'm not going to spoil it. Go. Oh, okay. So French Quarter. Imagine a bunch of your friends are heading down to, to New Orleans for a vacation. It's the last day you've been, you've been, oh, not vacation, like a conference. You've been at the conference all the time. It's the last night, it's Saturday night, and you just want to blow it out. You have eight hours to have the best time you can have in the French Quarter. Now, what does that mean? It's going to mean different things to different people. You might be a museum goer. Maybe you want to see the Cabildo or different things. Maybe you want to go try out some of the great food they have there or watch a second line parade, a little, a little, a little wedding uh, a party coming down. Or, you know, there are other things you can do on Bourbon Street, you know, a little Abita root beer. So that's what this game is about. Eight hours, basically eight turns. And every one of their load and roll rights seem to have like um, a little hook to it, right? So the Rondell action in Three Sisters, that's kind of the hook. In Motor City, it's those 
those spatial puzzles of going down the track and trying to get the different bonuses. I haven't played Fleet the Dice game since before COVID, so I don't really remember what the hook is. I'm a, I think it was the boats. Anybody, anybody remember what the kind of the the meat of it was? Boats and fishing. Yeah, getting fish in your boats. I don't remember what the mechanic was that that was the hook. In this one, they've taken the spatial puzzle that you have in Motor City, but they've changed up the way you get to those things. And what do I mean by that? If you can see on the screen. For a more than two-player game, with a two-player game, you take taxis out. You have these different ways of getting around the French Quarter. We're going to roll all the dice that are assigned to those colors. Uh, so th technically, the carriage would have one. Uh, but I think we had already taken it. And then you choose one of those. On your turn, you're going to choose one of those. And each round, each of the eight hours, everybody's going to draft two. So when you draft those things, they do cool stuff. And it just goes basically top to the bottom. They're going to give you those bonuses. For instance, if you if you see the streetcar uh, picture, it's got a little umbrella and a and a food, a little a little shrimp or a crawfish. You're going to get those bonuses on your sheet, just like most of their games. Then you're going to travel, and each of the different cards give you a different way of traveling around the French Quarter. The carriage ride is going to move you one to three spaces. A taxi cab is going to move you even farther. The streetcar only allows you to move up and down certain streets. The riverboat only allows you to, to, to move up and down the, the um, Mississippi River. So each one has a different way of doing that. Uh, and then, of course, you're going to get the dice. And the dice is going to come into play in the little city itself, inside the little French Quarter. And that's where, you know, Matt and Ben and Adam love these little mathy games, you know. And that's where this part is. You're going to be mapping your visit so that way, at the end of the night, you can compare your, your trip with everybody else. Well, on the map, you're going to put that number in, but it's a puzzle because you have to put the number within plus or minus one of all the adjacent buildings. Mm. So that's where the that's where the math. They love those those mathy games, and that's where this one comes in. By the way, that wine stopper with the uh, flutterly does not come with the game. Oh. I was Sorry. wondering. Sorry. It, it doesn't go in the game. So you can see everything else is going to be familiar to you. The ones on the bottom right are the performers that you're going to meet on your travels. Obviously, you want to pop as many of those bubbles as you can to try to, you know, try to get them all. The sec, the uh, ones up on the upper right, the umbrellas, that almost all of their games have that. When you pop the umbrellas, every third one is going to give you a free wild. So it's kind of that okay. nugget that we see in failed games, right, Cam? That this the is nugget. the nugget. Yeah, this is the nugget. The umbrella is kind of the nugget. This is this is the way to let you manipulate the board if you can't get something going. Everything else is based on. If you've ever been to the French Quarter, you know that it's got this kind of Spanish-French architecture, and that's what all these windows are on the top right. Those are just tracks. You're, you're going to be focusing on Bourbon Street. Great. As you go down Bourbon Street, you're going to be getting bonuses. They're either one-time bonuses or all-the-time bonuses or in-game scoring. And the only way to score points on those is to actually reach those multipliers that you see on the upper right-hand side where the fleur de lis are. So the as you can see, I've played this four or five times and everybody has a different way of winning. You know, you might focus on performers or you might focus on the, on the upgrades. Or you might focus on the mapping, but of course, Matt and Ben can't just rest there. It's a loaded roll and write like a big, big baked potato. It's got the second line. If anybody takes the socialized dice at the end of the turn, the second line is going to move around the city and it's going to score points 
for all the buildings you've mapped. So just another way to think of this really cool spatial puzzle. These are prototype components. So how would you score an Uber to the, yeah, to get some beignets, that's right. Uh, I think Cafe de Mon is actually in the game, but Patrick, you're gonna love this. They were cool enough to include Cajun oh. jewelers and BJ's gumbo right in love there. It. I thought that was pretty love cool. It. So. I, I told uh, my wife that I'm retiring from board gaming after this podcast tonight. There's nothing <laughs> left to do. Steve, I'm, I'm, it's in a board game, right? Empty threat, BJ. Empty threat. We all know it. <laughs> Probably so. And there's the little streetcar. Remember, TK, this is not a trolley. This is a streetcar. We're in, we're in uh, New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans. Yeah, Love right. it. Any thoughts about uh, French Quarter or any of the loaded rolling rights that we see? Have you, any experience with those games? We just played Three Sisters, Cam and I, which yeah. not not too long ago. It was really good. Um, that one looks sweet. The like being able to, you're trying to map your way through the city. I think that's awesome. Yep. And it looks like it connects. Uh, the the theme connects pretty well in there, right? Yeah, I'm zazzed to try this one. It looks really yep. like it just looks really fun. And all those games are kind of like you know taking the SAT. Um, <laughs> they hurt your brain, man. <laughs> no, I just meant like filling out all the bubbles all up and down the thing, send it through the Scantron to see who wins. Oh, <laughs> oh, I didn't but, uh, thought of that. Yeah, that's true. But no, they're, I mean, super fun. I, I like them and uh, I'm excited to try this. And I love that there's a BJ's gumbo in there because, you know, I mean, maybe you don't know why I'm excited about it, but I love it. BJ's gumbo and Cajun jewelers. Look, you can't beat that, right? Oh, Seems so cool. like a missed opportunity for Motor City Games to call it roll, you know, loaded rolling right. There's got to be something car themed there, like a muscle car rolling right or a horsepower rolling right. Or, you know. I that that's the name they chose, uh, loaded rolling right. I I kind of understand it, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does make sense, but you're right. It could have been something um, muscle a muscle powered rolling right. Rob, what you think? Looks cool. I am not a rolling right fan, so mm. I mean, yeah. I, I I play them a couple of like. I just need a couple of them, like, and I've got the couple I like. And I, mean, I, I forgot to tell you one of the mechanics in the game, though. It's one versus many. Oh man, no, <laughs> it's, it's not actually. It's not. There's a hidden yeah. trick. No, I mean, like, I normally play like I normally play them once or twice, and that's about. You know what though? I play most games once or twice. So. <laughs> I'm designing a hidden movement rolling right to get Rob into the genre. Right. <laughs> is this is this Fury is this Fury of Prudhomme, BJ? Well, is that you know? It could be. It yeah. could be Fury of uh, of Desitel. It could be. We could see it. Yeah, I really do like the artwork. It captures the um the city really well. I, I, mm -hmm. I love the fact that that somebody, I don't know which one of the three, was thinking streetcar, stumbling around, and riverboat. <laughs> And they all work differently in terms of that. There's also a, a couple. Uh, I think they're going to throw in an expansion, a mayor's expansion, which just adds one more level of complexity on top. I, I like what I see already. Out of the four, I gotta say, Steve, this might be my favorite, and here's why: Toledo has become my favorite of all the Italian uh, game designs because it's so accessible. I, I've taught it to just about anybody, and and they pick it up. You know, like it's very accessible. The, the iconography is easy to figure out. The game starts out a little slow, and by the end of the game, you're taking these really long turns. Same way with the uh, French Quarter. I found um, Motor City to be just just brutal on my brain. I mean, it was it's it was a really a uh, chunky one. Three Sisters was my favorite before this, but I, I want to get a couple more plays of French Quarter in, especially want to play it with the with the new stuff to see if there's any changes. But I don't know, this might be my favorite. So. 
But this isn't out yet, right? It's going to be out on Kickstarter. He did not say when, but it's coming pretty soon. I, I would expect this month, uh, okay. this month or next. So it'll be, they usually, they usually try to do a spring Kickstarter. That way they can deliver to the backers. And, and they've done this on all their games. They, they have this spring Kickstarter. And then by February, you're getting, because you're seeing pictures of Motor City everywhere. Like they've been delivering it. It's out in retail. Three mm-hmm. Sisters is back in retail. So there's a lot. Any, any other thoughts? Looks awesome. I'm all over this one. Mm. Very cool. I like it. Let me get the next one set up and I'll turn it, turn this one over to you guys. Let's see. What do y'all think? Distilled or earth? No, let's talk about earth. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Sure. Here's more game. Come on. I've got my guests here. The board boys podcast. I got Rob and Cam and TK and we're talking spicy hot games. And here's one that I have no clue how to play. I've been, I'm in two games on BGA right now and I'm just button mashing. Or as Steve says, flail and fail, flail and fail. That's that's basically what I'm doing. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you guys in five minutes could take me from an absolute neophyte to helping me beat Zach and Jared in the game. Who could do that? I mean, you just score points. Am I the only one that's actually played a physical copy of this game? Yep. Yeah. If you if you don't count digital copies, then yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> What? I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> they stopped the show. Now everyone knows what we deal with on a daily basis. Wayne says, best way to learn a game of BGA, just click things until you see a score. That's exactly. how I learned how to play. I played four times, and now I'm a master of it. I mean, that's all you need to know with this. I mean, Earth is brand new hotness. It's already 450 on BGG. Uh, Maxime Tardif is the designer, a bunch of artists, and it's by Inside Up Games. It's on BGA if you want to play it. Um, tactically, I played, I played one of Maxim's games before. Have you have you played uh, Deep Sea, uh, a mini Deep Sea Diver, uh, a Diver City? That's it, Diver City. Yeah, and the, the main thing I like about it is the game is all right. That's a good picture right there. So <clears throat> you basically take one of I believe four actions and. Yeah you get to do the top thing and then everyone else gets to do the bottom thing. And the main thing you're doing is planning things in a four by four grid, trying to score points or that second action there is to get dirt and you spend dirt to plant the plants, which is the first action. Um, That second symbol there that kind of looks like a recycled card symbol is putting cards in your um, compost pile, which that's like another resource you can use to do things with. You can spend things out of your compost. They're also worth points at the end of the game. Um, the next action is putting little green growth cubes on your cards, which are also worth points at the game. And then uh, the fourth one, I can't really remember. Oh, bring us in there. It's growing the tree. Whoa. Oh, yeah. It's growing the tree on the card. And you get points for that, too. You get points per segment or if you've grown the full thing like you see there. Um I'm not sure if that's a legal tree or not. Is that fourth tall? Anyway, once, it's three put, tall. Yeah, yeah that's cheating. Tall. That's that you can't do that. Oh, uh, you can't. <laughs> well, see, see the little brown four on there. You should have four total pieces, which is like three little trunks and then a topper piece, and then that is worth seven points at the end of the game. Well, that's what they have. They have three pieces. It looks and like the little topper. Yeah, okay. The, the yeah. topper has a piece to it, though. So I don't know. Anyway, that's worth seven points. If you don't have all of it, you just get a point per chunk. So like that one next to it that has three chunks on it, yeah, only worth three points. But if you put one more, it'd be eight. Don't these uh, look like the settlers in um, 
what's the game where you 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 play the different spirits? The Spirit Island. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> the and then the other thing you do is you just trigger everything. The action has a color associated with it, and you trigger everything in your tableau of that color, starting in the top left, going across and down all the the, the rows. And so, I I wasn't sure if it would be like. I thought it'd be a pretty good BGA game because it's going to do all that for you. But then also it's not as satisfying because it all kind of just goes bloop, 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 bloop. My wife is scaring me right now. <laughs> Jeremy wants to know, Rob, do, do, or uh, anybody, do y'all read about the plants as you play? Do y'all look at the flavor text? I love the, fl I love flavor text. That's my favorite thing about Wingspan, which this game, people kind of compared it to. And I think the reason why they compare it is, you know, in Wingspan, when you play a card, or you, or you do an action, you then trigger everything in that row. Right. You do that in this game, only you trigger your whole tableau of all the colors that match. And you're doing all kinds of things. Like you'll be taking green cubes to put to grow plants or taking the plant chunks off to put green cubes or to get dirt. Like everything just kind of mishmashes into everything else. And you're just trying to build an engine to put to dump out lots of stuff on your board because everything is points. And that's the best explanation I've got. Like you, it's, it feels very point. You can just, you know, you throw stuff at the wall and points stick to it is all that happens. And, and my, my, my big thing was, I thought I've only played it one time. And the big thing was, is it going to be annoying messing with all the pieces all the time and doing all the things? And ultimately I didn't think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, like space base. I, I, yeah. I loved space base a long time ago, but I got tired of fiddling around with all the parts then I started playing on BGA and I'm like, oh my God, it's the greatest game ever. Because BGA does all the annoying stuff yeah. for you. That's true. I I think this game has enough tactile. Like I like doing it and it's fun to watch it grow. I think it's I think this game is fun to do that part of it as far as moving the pieces around. I mean, if you're lazy and maybe you don't want to do it, go to BGA. But I think it's fine in real life. We'll find out though. I've only played it once. Rob, you said you played this in person, the hard copy? Yeah. Okay. My question, I played this only on BGA a couple of times. And for as you're growing the tree with the trunks, is it kind of like in Takenoko where you're putting into the bamboo something that holds in yes. place? Okay. So there's something that makes it stable rather than just stacked? Yeah. I mean, I didn't knock anything over while I okay. was playing. That was one of the concerns is it gets taller. You're going to be, you might be having to reach across to get to something at the top of your tableau. And we were Ooh. really concerned about whether that was going to be a problem on the table. I mean, if you knock one over, they tend to stay together anyway. I okay. feel like they're they're pretty they're pretty well connected. Okay. Um, so, some actually probably fit better than others. I had a few that you really had to kind of squeeze in there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And overall, he, and then you can see right there. The the other thing is, if you don't like multiplayer solitaire, that's what this game. This game has almost zero player interaction. I um, thought you do stuff on other players' turns. Well, yeah, but that. I'm not a so maybe if your play group is a group that would actually be like, oh, I do not want to trigger this, but you have so much stuff going on your board. I can't imagine you caring about three or four other players. And, so and like what like oh no, if I do this action, they'll trigger thirty yellow things on their board. Right. You know? So interaction, in other words, the agency of whether or not other players are going to take part, not whether they're just actually physically taking. Yeah, part I can't imagine you would care that much about okay. that. Yeah, um, to that be makes honest. sense. Um, but you do, you are racing towards 
primary. So everything you're playing on your board is either a fauna card uh, or a landscape card. So that green card is a fauna card that gets on your board. That brown card that you're seeing in that person's hand is a card that basically gives you kind of a special ability. And then the front card are action cards that you play. And they actually, and a lot of them cost you negative points at the end of the game, you can see. And those you can just play on your turn. You can play that those cards, I think, at any time. Maybe just on your turn, I don't remember, but they don't go in your tableau. BGA is always asking me, do you want to play an event? Do you want to play an event? Yeah, so that's that's what the they're talking about here? Yeah, and then the fauna cards are all of the, on the main board, that first picture you had, those are all random, double-sided. That's the thing with this game. I don't know how many, there's like 250-some cards. There's so many cards in this game. The replayability seems off the charts. Hmm especially all the objective cards are like double-sided and then everyone has objective cards on their board, like two or three objective cards on their boards and their shared ones. You are racing towards those objectives in the middle of the board. And that's the player interaction is mm -hmm. trying to get there first. Any thoughts on the art? I mean, it's pretty. It's photorealistic rather yeah. than what you would have with wingspan that has, it is very painterly. Um, so I think some people who might be thinking it's wingspan might have been hoping that there would be art rather than pictures. And so I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was pretty, but. The player board has all the iconography on it too, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, you can see that there. And I think on the upside, I think the, like if you missed out on the Kickstarter, I think the retail edition is just as good. I don't know that you're missing out on too much besides maybe some, wooden piece like wooden dirt pieces or something so um yeah right there you can see on that player's board that blue card on the left tells you how many cards you draw and then how many of them you put in your compost and then i think one other thing and then it also has some points on it anything time where you say leaves or points and then that middle card and the card on the right are both a, uh the middle card is a special like ability card and the card on the right is your own personal objective and then there's a couple more of those in the middle, and then there's fauna cards in the middle that you also score. Man, um, the the little triangle symbol, uh, you called it the compost? Uh, which triangle? The the Well, on BGA, it looks sort of like a triangle. I guess it's no. that little uh, that little compost. The one, no, no, that's your currency. Uh, oh. That's how you pay for cards. Dirt. That's okay. dirt. So that orange action is plus two dirt. Or uh, put two cards off the top of the deck in the compost. So sometimes you can put cards off the top of the deck in the compost. Other actions take cards out of your hand and put it in your compost. And sometimes you play cards out of your compost. Yeah, sorry. Soil, I think, is the right term. Uh, I had to call it dirt. Thank you, Kelly. I, I've been I, Cam had always asked me if I want to trade cards for this triangle symbol on BGA, and I do it on every turn. I don't know. If, I don't know. Or if that's you trade. Thing. You trade the sprout. I think you trade sprouts. You have to be like spending points to get uh, soil. Wait, yeah. I'm spending. I'm spending blocks. That's right, little blocks. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. block, but the blocks are points. Is that yeah. a winning strategy? I would say no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, because you're giving up you're giving up three points to get two two dollars essentially that seems like a good deal in my world <laughs> hey i just want to say um i haven't played this game physically yet online uh digitally this game is for me a like rock hard polished granite three boing game oh wow this this could be a four when I when I play it at the table, I think I'm going to get an opportunity to tomorrow night. But when and we do the 
And that's from your physical play or the digital? No, no, I've only game. played digitally, but I, I, I basically just learned how to play this just by clicking. And um, with each like experience with it, I just have a better opinion of it. Um, and the things you can do and the different ways to score points. It's so fun. There's four objectives to keep track of. You have a secret, like a private objective. Um, there's other two public objectives for endgame scoring. It's just ridiculous the amount of different ways you can do stuff in this. The spatial part of the game is really fun because there's tons of objectives that have to do or, or cards that activate certain types of cards in your row or column. This game is like, I, I would say it's like Wingspan and a little bit like Terraforming Mars, but like cranked up to like the umpteenth degree for point salad lovers. It's sick. I, I agree with that. I think it's a good mix between those. I'm getting a terraforming Mars vibe, except without the without the Mars board. I think it might be the art. The art's really yeah. terraforming Marsy. Yeah, I specifically didn't want to play this one on BGA because I didn't want to give it my BGA taint. Mm, yeah. Because when yeah. I sometimes when I play a game on BGA for the first time and I don't know what I'm doing, I, it just sours me. Makes me like it more. <laughs> TK, have you played it? Uh, just online. Uh, I, I, I'd agree with Cam. I actually, um, I am with Rob in that I, I do get the, the BGA taint if I don't know how to play it first. So I went and looked up how to play it, and I really liked it. I had a good time. I'd love to play it again, and I'm looking forward to play it live for sure. Can so you, you play don't... solo on BGA? Probably. I haven't tried. But uh, but a lot of BGA stuff you can solo. I recently did Arc Nova. That was pretty sick. So, TK, you do not recommend playing two two different games of earth at the exact same time without watching a video i i don't if you're me i don't because i i get pretty uh it, it definitely taints my experience and i i can't i can't pull my head out of that so do you guys not get the do you guys not get the fun like oh now i understand what this icon means that i've just been clicking for the last four days it feels so good to learn like one rule and then you know part of the game. I actually like, taught, that's how I learned Grand Austria Hotel. I played it like 20 yeah. times, learning one new rule each time we played it until after 20 yeah. times, I finally figured it out. Now I, I love the game. It's how I learned Obsession and how I learned Space Station Phoenix also. And uh, and I just grew to like eat the game more. I mean, knowing the rules, I guess, is a big part of liking a game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and not being not feeling stuck like that, that's my problem is just you feel stuck and you're like i don't know what to do and then you just click something and rob's calling shenanigans he's played it on yeah. bga and in person and it's good but not great mm, harsh hey, I mean, words i have a play in it we'll see how it goes this will probably also be an episode fairly soon i like it i like it <clears throat> i still used to like the episodes where yo would actually take a break to go play the game and then come back mm. and talk about the game we still do that Every yeah, we just, well. we just play before recording and pretend we're playing in the middle. <laughs> I at a certain, a certain point, I was like, "This is goofy to get the recording equipment out and then set up the game around the equipment and then do." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to streamline the process here, baby. Yep. Patrick Newman says he learned Dominion basically playing the online version. Yeah, I, I like whenever you can try out different strategies. Uh, you know, the the beauty of playing a hundred. Castle of Burgundy games over and over and over again when you're playing it is that you can just let me try the let me try the yellow tile strategy let me try the form strategy you know um, agreed so agreed I, heavily I could see that yeah I could see yeah Mr BGA Alpha that's right <clears throat> and no 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 you know just I'm just a beta in comparison with the real the real crazy players but I keep Rob, like thirty games going the Achilles 
the, the real Kellys. the real question though, where does it match up, Rob, between this and Can't Stop? Between Earth and Can't Stop? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I stopped Can't Stop, so uh well cam's out. oh wow <laughs> he, he just left the podcast wow. uh, but if we're talking about online implementations you could adopt de has some of my favorite games i'd rather play a lot of games on there uh they cam, new- we need to be friends on there they just you got newton on there yeah too. you won't get any argument from us yukata's got some absolutely fantastic games uh i, I think just shared Yukata names is is what is you done are we is it yeah over? they announced that they're they're ending very soon man yeah they're not listen everybody they are not gonna have a party for the world no at, party for uh, the Wattage world you can't play alchemist anymore mm-hmm. well, it's concordia it's the only well like, uh, other than steam it's the only place to play concordia yeah online for free right that is tough we'll just have to get some steam games going Mm-hmm. All right. We got one more to talk about, I think. Maybe maybe another one. Let's see. Oh, I don't know. It's getting close to that 930 hour there, Steve. One more. Yeah, one yeah. more? Do one more. I'm okay. going to step away and come back while you while you prep it. All right. Let me get that ready then. BJ from More Game Gumbo. I've got my guests here, the Board Boys Podcast. I got Rob. I got TK. I got Cam. And they've got a game I haven't played, but the theme alone has got me excited. Tell me about Distilled. Oh, man, this game looks good. I'm going to let Tim talk about this one because he's the one that bought it. Yeah. I did have it in my hand at Dungeons Gate, and his wife showed up. I was like, I'm supposed to buy that for Tim. Uh-oh. So I let him have it. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, it's a game about distilling alcohols. So so most of the, the kind of meat of the game is, Rob, you say a, a market row. You purchase items for your alcohol you're going to distill, and then – um, after you're kind of done purchasing, you you make your alcohol. So you have to combine uh, a water, a um, a yeast, and some sort of sugar. And then depending on how much sugar you put in, you you gain uh, alcohol cards, which uh, you can't actually see on there. But um, you basically kind of shuffle your little deck together, and you you discard the top and the bottom card, and you turn out an alcohol. And then you can kind of see the little white board with the brown pegs in it right there. Yeah. Depending on what's in your hand after you discard the top and bottom, you get an alcohol. So um, say I had, you know, the three wheat sugars in my in my alcohol after I've kind of discarded, then I would make uh, whiskey or something like that. So once you kind of do that, you can decide, um, is it a is it an alcohol that needs to be um, aged? So it needs to go into a barrel and be aged or is it something that I can um, it needs to go be sold right away? So you either age it or sell it. And then, um, you know, if you age it, it sits in your warehouse and then the next round, yeah, it's right there. You can see there's a metal barrel and a, a glass bottle. So if you age it, it'll sit, it'll, it'll continue to grow flavor in it, which is basically extra points. Um, and then on the next round, you can decide to sell it and get money. And you basically do that over seven rounds. Um, there's some signature ingredients. There's a player power, um, up top above the, um, the barrel, you can see that you can put like, uh, you can roll the row of piles at the top. Uh, so the road files at the top is like a bonus point that when you, you make an alcohol, you get not bonus point, but bonuses, you get a bonus. And then there's like three card slots next to that. Um, I think that's a nun is one of the distillers, um, where you can put like upgrades to your, your warehouse and stuff. So basically you spend seven rounds kind of distilling an alcohol. Um, the theme is very cool. The, the discard, the top and the bottom, I think is great. kind of gives you a little random there. And then, um, there's a lot of. The, that like middle card where it says like whiskey and gin, there's 
they call them tasting flights. I think there's like eight different sets of those. So there's a bunch of different alcohols that take different combinations. You can kind of robinize game. We all of those alcohols were need to be aged. So it's it makes it a little bit harder. Uh, it definitely made, way harder, Rob. And uh, oh, was know, it? Yeah, it was. It was way harder. Yeah. Kelly wants um, to know: Do you do you get vibes of viticulture? And I've got a different game from viticulture that that this is drawn comparisons to. Um, I don't think so too much because th there's no worker placement. It's basically okay. just just purchasing things and making sure that you're, you know, you're making your alcohol the best it can be. How about how about compounded? Have any of you guys played compounded? Mm -hmm. Anybody? No. Okay. Compounded. You're mixing up ingredients to try to make, you know, uh. I don't remember. You know, you were trying to make other ingredients by by using these compound uh, elements. So it would be a lot like that. Yeah, you basically create a deck of cards and then shuffle them up and kind of discard a couple and and make alcohol. And then yeah, depending on um, you know, there's there's basically there's two normal kind of ingredients and then um, bronze, silver, and gold. So you can kind of you know as you get more and more stuff and you kind of get into the game you can start making gold recipes which are harder to make give you more points get you more money things like that so um, rob says uh, yeah. he's, he's getting a press your luck feeling from it yeah yeah a little bit you can um you can mitigate that luck by making sure your deck is stacked with enough things where if you draw two cards out of it they still you can still make what you need to make a and, nugget there's a nugget yeah. in here cam every every game should have at least enough at least okay. one nugget if not two Kelly says, uh, you know, she was talking about where you age in the cellar, and it sounds yep. like it has kind yep. of a similar it, mechanic there. Exactly. Yeah. Wayne yeah, said add, he played it. He played it. He liked he liked how thematically it adds all the mechanics to it, but he said he played it at the cafe and that was enough. To, not necessarily having to back it. What what attracted to you, TK? Was it the mechanics themselves, the, the mechanisms, or was it the the thematic setting? I actually don't drink, but it was the theme. So um interesting. And, you know, yeah. Uh it just yeah the the theme around it making alcohol aging stuff and kind of you know deciding what that was and then my wife doesn't play a ton of board games but she saw it and was like hey that's something i'm interested interested in so anytime she does that it's like that's an instant buy for me and so she hasn't got to play it yet but we'll we'll get it out here soon and um i'm sure she'll like it so is there a way you know in, in compounded whenever you uh, make compounds you can create a lab fire if you're not careful you got you got to be careful with what you're mixing so there's that kind of push your luck thing. Is there uh, something like that here where you can mess up the the whiskey if you don't distill it correctly? So you could you can end up not making whiskey, but you will always make an alcohol as long as you have the three main ingredients. And okay. one of those might be moonshine. So you can kind of make, basically make moonshine, which is um, the worst uh, alcohol to make for points, but the best alcohol to make for money, if that makes sense. So you make a lot of money, so you get more points next time. You can moonshine it up. Rob says uh, another one he didn't love, but he would say try before you buy. I would agree you, with that. You're the opposite. Buy before you try. Um, I would try it before you buy. It. I think it's good. I liked it. Um, I don't know that everybody would love it, but it, it's definitely good. Steve, yeah, I mean, you're you're a connoisseur of fine, of fine drinks. What are you thinking yeah. here? Um. This is interesting to hear because I was thinking along the same lines as Kelly, wondering if this, when I had seen the original art, if it was going to be worker placement a la viticulture. Um, but being able to turn things into gins with botanicals rather than whiskeys with aging in barrels sounds thematic, but I, the theme needs to be secondary to the mechanics in some ways for this for me. So if it sounds like it's an okay game with a theme I love, I might rather find a game I love and just enjoy the other part of the hobby by, by, you know, imbibing it. 
<laughs> well, it's definitely <laughs> imbibing the game. I like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Def, it's definitely a try for me. I definitely yeah. want to try this. I, the, I, the I'd say everybody try it. It was a little a little on the pricier side for a game. It was probably like $80 MSRP mm -hmm. or something like that. So definitely try it. Was it was intriguing when I saw it first listed, but the price point made me think that's not something I'm going to invest in blindly just because the theme sounds good. Well, what if TK gave you the, the famous TK money back guarantee? If you didn't like it, <laughs> he's going to buy it from you. 100%. I will, for sure. Doable. Doable yeah. with that. Verla, what do you think? Are you I want to give it a try. I'm not sold, but I want to try it. Rob, you've been quiet. Thoughts on this game? I liked it. I don't need to own it, but I will play Tim's copy anytime he wants to play it. It was fun. I think it's fairly accessible, um, like you said. The Where is God when we need him to say, it was okay. I think I'll have to buy it. And, and I, <laughs> I didn't say that this time. He did. Uh, I think, I don't remember. Tim, does your copy have metal coins in it? No, no metal coins. Okay. Oh God. Cam, how many times did we say that that weekend? Oh my God. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably more than we said, like, this is my favorite game. Yeah, no, that was this that was year's the other line. Yeah. That oh, was yeah, this sorry, year's two, line. Yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. yeah. I, thought the, I thought the copy that Tim bought, I mean, it came with the game trays and stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I don't know what the difference between the Kickstarter was and what you can get in retail, but what you got in retail looked really, really nice. Man, TK, a lot of people are taking you up on the offer. So get ready, man. Uh, All we'll right. just we'll just need your PayPal. So yeah, just uh, send uh, some of your addresses. I'll send you something. <laughs> right. Uh, Wayne says big issue. The cafe did a retailer pledge for folks, and they didn't send it with the metal coins. What is that about? Mm. I wonder if Re they were an add-on or something. The yeah. retail pledge didn't come with the metal one. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if Sobo has it in a copy, but. Um, there's a rumor that the board boys are going to be one of our very special guests for Sobo. So uh, maybe they can confirm that tonight. They're going to be coming to Sobo in October. No comment yet? No? No. BJ, you're looking for confirmation that just that somebody's <laughs> going to a con? Right. Did you just say that you need somebody else to confirm something? I want some, I want them to say they want to come, man. Come down yeah, to yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. I want it, to. Yeah. I mean, 100%. Iowa, Iowa is also in October. Wouldn't it be cool for you guys to do the Board Boys podcast in Iowa, Louisiana? I, I agree. Know. I think so. If these guys will, I will. 45 yeah. minutes. It's 45 so, minutes. Down so the Board Boys need to, to take BJ to task with this. I'm going to t tell you something. Um, yeah, they do. What you need to do is hint that you might be interested in it for five months. <laughs> and then eventually commit and forget you committed. Or pretend that you forget you committed. Oh, so man. Play BJ's game. Make him work for it. I totally forgot yeah. about that. I wasn't even thinking. Kelly's man, got I, the right answer. I blew, the joke. I blew, the, no, the, I blew that joke. I would have ran that joke in the ground tonight. Oh, man. Is that totally something fun. BJ does? Run jokes oh, in yes. the ground? <laughs> mm. yes. Patrick says, good night, y'all. It's fun. Thank you for checking oh, in, Patrick. Oh, that was it. Patrick, Patrick. You're gonna, Patrick, you're going to miss the game, and you're going to want to do this one because I actually designed the game. I designed it for Patrick. So I can't believe he's going to miss this, but that's all right. Oh, no. All right, so that is distilled. I it's a try for me. I definitely want to try it. That's one. I don't know. I don't know about picking it up, but you know if I like it. Uh, I do. I do tend to like games like that. They don't always stay in my collection. Homebrewers was one that I thought I would like, and then I just mechanically it was like played it once or twice, and that was enough for me. So, but viticulture is stuck around. 
Same thing with Vinyos. Vinyos is great. It stayed in my collection. So just add it to the list for BGG Con. That'll be fifty thousand games long by the time November hits. <laughs> We're gonna have to add a day before and a day after. But but seriously, we should add a day before to just I that would be the game. That, that would be the day we play all the games we bring. You know yeah. what I mean? We and we got to get those out. You're gonna uh, need to do three or four days if you're adding Robin to that. <laughs> Brew crafters, Wayne. I have a story for you. I've owned brew crafters, I think, three times now, and I've yet to ever play it. <laughs> That's like I, me with Heaven and Ale. You've never played Heaven and Ale? Oh no, I'd really like to because it looks like the funnest one of them to me. Oh, you got to add that to the list. Can you add that to the list, Rob? The little uh, sure. sure. We'll play it without Cam. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'll That'd play it fun. with you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Three, three times, Wayne. There. I finally got a copy of it recently. I'm so Very excited. Good. I also own Heaven and Ale and never played it before I saw I, it. I own it now, so I'm going to, you know what? It's coming off the shelf of shame. Shelf of opportunity, man. Sorry, the, yeah, the shelf of opportunity. It's I hadn't, hadn't PC'd up my terminology for my board game I, collection. By the yet. way, I'm that is a game, you know, like most games, that is a game you could beat me at because I am absolutely horrible at that game. I am so, so bad. Fun. Oh, I'm so bad at it, but it's fun. Yeah, Brewcraft is, I've owned it three times. Uh, what's the other one? Wildcatters I've owned twice, and both times I got rid of them before I could actually play them. Oh, it's just it stinks. <laughs> one of these days. All right, you guys know what? Uh, this a it's a board game show. Do you know what we have to do? Play a game. We got to play a game. That's right. Okay, so uh, I've got something fancy. Let's see if this is gonna work, Verla. I, I brought something kind of fancy. All right. What are you this up to this time? Complex. Let me see. Uh, let me see how this works. Oh, there we go. All right. Let's see. Oh, look at this. Look how wow. fancy we are. Bills and yes. whistles. So, Steve, I pressed the wrong button. That's why I couldn't get that it to work. Okay. Now it works. I don't, I don't even have to look at the screen here. It's all here. All right. So we are going to play a game we have called at various times, Duet to Faye. <laughs> We've called it Heartthrob, the board game, or board game, the heartthrob, because we're trying not to get in trouble with the uh, the manufacturer. Uh, Steve, do you want to talk about how we play, or do you want to? Do <laughs> no, it? this is you, BJ. Take <laughs> okay. it. Okay, I'll do it. So, in this game, we're we're going to need to get the private chat going. What yep. we're going to do is we're going to present to the chat crew four games, four snacks or food, and four groups of people. Starting with the game, we're each going to pick what we really have the envy to play. Like which one of those four we really want to play. We're also going to pick which one we think the chat crew would play. And that's why we're going to go to private chat when we're doing that part so that we can't cheat. And as a bonus, we have to pick the one person in the group that what they would want to pick, but you can't ever pick the same person twice. So there's a chance to score two points in each round. Steve, can you keep track of the points for us? Yeah, um, okay. yeah, I'll track points. But I'll need you all to help me report. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, so any questions about the game before we get started? We're going to be picking a, a game, and you're trying to figure out which one of the four you want to play. You're going to pick a game that you think the chat crew uh, wants to play, and you're going to pick a game that you think somebody else wants to play. So right. you'd have to pick the game and write down the name of the person. Yeah, absolutely. Choosing. you got to do that. Got it. And, are, we and, typing, uh, are we typing all of this in, BJ, or are we writing ours down and just announcing them? The only one that you're going to type in the private chat is the uh, chat crew. Is the chat crew one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. So, cool. 
And looks like we're getting this uh, here. Yeah, got got it, got it. Okay, good, mm-hmm. perfect. What is the weight rating of this game on BGG? The of the board game, the heartthrob. Yeah. Yeah, it's a five point one. It's at least four point five. It is four. It's four point five. It's four point five boings. Yeah. All right, here we go. So we'll see about that. The first game, French Quarter. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody, switch over to private chat so we're not looking at what they're saying. Okay. Right. Second game, Fury mm-hmm. of Dracula. I wonder why I threw that one in there. Zapotec is the third game. <laughs> I had to throw that one in. Uh, actually, I have a reason for this one. Not what you're thinking. And the fourth one is Tricarion. All of these were geared toward uh, Rob, so to make it even tougher for me and Cam and TK. Uh, so just to remind you, that's your four. French Quarter, Fury of Dracula, Zapotec, and Tricarion. So on your piece of paper, write down the one you want to do. Write down the one you think someone else would do. And I'm going to go. I already got mine. And then whenever we're ready, you're going to type into the chat your what you think the chat crew is going to do. But don't hit, don't hit send yet. All right. Everybody let me know when you're done. I'm ready. Uh, oh, wait. I, have, I forgot to put mine. I forgot what mine. was the third uh, one again, BJ? Yeah, French sure. Quarter, Fury of Dracula. Try carry on. Zapotec. Fury of Dracula and French Quarter. So what you want to play, what the chat crew wants to play, and what somebody else in this and group pick wants somebody to play. from our group here okay. yep. and what you think they'd play. All right. Are we all ready? I'm ready. Not quite. Did it. I think so. Verla, let us know when you're ready. Just a sec. All right. So three choices. Yours, okay. one other person, and the chat crew. And we're going to put the chat crews inside the thing. All right. Ready, Verla? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh, yes. We all we all have oh, that. Yeah. So, Steve, go back to the uh, – did we all pick the same one? I think I we think did. we did we for did. Jack. Okay. Everybody everybody picked the exact same thing for Jack. Well, I don't the fan base is located in Louisiana, right? I don't have anybody in the chat, so we'll just have to wait to see if they add, unless, unless our chat's a little behind. But I don't see anybody adding in there. <clears throat> we, may not, we may not be able to do the chat if we lose the chat. Oh, some people are walking the dog in the park. <laughs> All <laughs> we right. We have lost some of the folks. Oh, there's, oh, yeah. there's an there's, answer. They're rolling in. All right. So uh, let's go with uh, Rob. Who'd you pick? You want my game or oh. my person? Give me your person and what they said. He picked TK and he put try carry on. Yes. Did he get a point? 100%. 100%. All right. Okay, so I like this one. All right, TK, you're up. Who did you pick? I You probably can't read it. I got Rob and Fury of Dracula. Rob, is that right? Oh, oh yeah. That was, oh. That was, that was yeah. All right. So, Steve, you're up. I had, for my choice for one of the others, BJ and French Quarter. You are correct. I picked French Quarter, even though I, I almost uh, almost Cyloned you because I was going to pick a different game. Uh, so that's I think me. you're saving your Cylon call for the last last pro- of the three. Probably so. so yeah. I, I thought I might be safe on the first one. I chose Rob and I picked Tricarion. So yeah. I think I got a point on that one. Is that right, Rob? You did. All right. So put BJ me down for points, Steve. 
Cam, you're up. Look, I um I know everybody in here except Steve, and I don't think there's a reason to play a game if you're not going to play on hard. So I chose Steve, and I went with uh, I went with French Quarter. <laughs> nope. Ah. It's a good call, though. I, I do like rolling RP. I tend to be more along the lines of there's a couple that I will repeatedly go back to. What'd you pick? I picked Fury of Dracula. I need to go back to that. Really? I played it once and got really frustrated that we could not corner Kevin. And ever since then, it's kind of nagged at me that we need to bring him back to the table as Dracula and hunt him back down. Again. I would have bet money for its quarter. Burla, yeah. what, you, what you got? I said Cam and Tricarion. Verla, I'm sorry. I'm a rolling sorry, writer. Man. I oh, love Tricarion, but I can't okay. wait to play French Quarter. He is definitely a rolling writer. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so that's the easy part of the round. Uh, the chat crew has Tricarion. None of us got it because we all said French Quarter. Uh, zero yeah. Point. Yeah, zero points for that. All right. So, so all right. I, after Wayne, you might round, be the only one playing because uh, everybody else is walking around. So that's that's fine. <laughs> first round, what we got? First round, I think that Rob, BJ, and I got a point, unless I'm counting incorrectly. Double check me. I got a point. Okay. So I think it's one to one to one to zero to zero to zero. Okay. It's a it's, it's a tight match. It's, it's, anybody's game. Here. it's anybody's game. Yep. All right. So second up. We've got four choices for the snack, but here's the here's the, the twist. I'm going to show you the snacks, but it's going to be the combination with the game. And we got to go back to private chat too, so not yeah, seeing anything. Back to private, uh, private chat. So chat crew, don't pick yet till we get through all four choices, okay? So we're looking at gumbo, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a problem with this gumbo, by the way. You don't put shrimp and sausage in the same gumbo. I'm sorry. I don't know who did this. So uh, don't kill me, Duga, if you're looking at this. Um, we have <laughs> steak and garlic bread. <laughs> Steve knows where I'm going with this one. Yeah, I get you. Corn. Just just mm. plain corn. <laughs> just corn. Just corn. I mean, we okay. have three guys from yeah, Iowa, Iowa here. Yeah, we yeah. gotta have corn, right? Yeah. And look, there's there's nothing else in the picture. It's just corn. Okay. And then we got um four, my buddy. Cam, what is this? That is uh, ceviche, and that looks like Peruvian ceviche because there's is. a camote, and uh, yeah, it's made the correct way without avocados and tomatoes and that kind of stuff. Mm. I was I was called out whenever I tried to put a Long Island bagel, and apparently it wasn't a Long Island bagel. I, yeah. I did my research this time, and it's an actual Peruvian ceviche. Right. I so, mean, as, a, as an American, I, I accept other forms of ceviche, but uh, this is the best Peruvian style. All right, but here's your four choices. That's not your four choices. Your four choices are French Quarter and Gumbo, Fury of Dracula, and Steak and Garlic, Steve. Mm. Uh, I knew it. Let's put together. Zapotec, of course, with corn. If you played Zapotec, you know why I have uh, corn in there. And Tricarion and Ceviche. That was that was not very a thematic choice, but... Uh, I know, or is Peruvian, Peruvians are known for magic, right? Oh, yeah. That's, like we can entertainers. say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So there's your four choices. You have Tricarion and Ceviche, Zapotec and Corn, Furio Dracula with the little grinder. You know, it's got the garlic bread and the steak. 
uh, French Quarter and gumbo. So, so quick, question, quick thematic question here. Is yep. this what you would want to have or the thing that you think is the best match? It's what you would want to have. This is your, oh, this is, you're having me. a game night and this is the game you're going to play with the food you want to serve. And then the you have to you think of serve. Some, then you have okay. to think of the other person. Yeah, yes. and again, okay, that, money's that no a little bit. money, time, skill. None of that is an object. It's it's not like, well, I don't know how to make a roux. That's that's not it. Your Emerul is going to come in and make the gumbo for you, right? Cam is going to come in and make you the Peruvian ceviche for you. So that's that's not the issue. It's just which which game would you pick along with which uh, food? All right, so you're picking your favorite. You're picking mm -hmm. the chat crew's choice, basically Wayne, and you're picking. Um, one other person that you haven't picked before. Okay. So I'm going to go look at these slides again. I'm going to go. Hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, and then for mine. Hmm. Oh, I forgot who had it. Mine. I'm going to go. Okay. And the chat crew. What are we going to do with the chat crew? We've got to think of the chat. All right. I'm thinking, hmm. All right. How close are we? Are we ready? I got to type it in, though. Hold on. All right. TK says he's ready. Rob? Yep. Rob's thumbs up. Steve's thumbs up. All right. Three, two, one. Push it in. Oh, we've got some different choices what? here. Let's go uh, back to the comments and see. Interesting. Oh, Wayne says try – no, wait, wait. What did he say? Changing over to Dracula with steak and garlic. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay, okay. So we'll start it up with uh, – let's see. Verla, you start this time. Okay, I said – who did I say here? TK with a ceviche tricarion mix. No. Yes? What did he say? Gumbo. gumbo okay why why the french quarter gumbo uh, i love gumbo that oh, is really yeah I, I do yep i i love gumbo and i i think i'm in between cam and uh rob on the roll and right thing i did like three sisters i've been playing hadrian's wall which has been mm. fantastic so yeah uh, that's super yeah, fun yeah that is that is a loaded roll right if there ever ever was yeah. Yeah, yeah the the solo challenge fort thing i know we talked about on discord has been really fun and you uh, picked for your for the chat crew. You picked who? Go I picked. Berla. No, sorry. Oh, for chat. Yeah. I said corn, but oh, then I forgot my mom was walking the dog. So oh, if she had been here, she would have said corn, much. and she probably would have said it's got the juice, and she could tell you all about it. And TK, right. who'd you? What did you pick for the chat crew? I got the yeah. steak and garlic. Steak and garlic. Okay. That's the only vote we have so far. So Rob, and actually all y'all. Cam, Rob, and yep. TK are going to get yep. a point for that, right? Yeah. Cam, Rob, and TK all got the steak and the garlic bread. Nice. On right. the board. Did, did y'all get the joke, though, steak and garlic? For the, yeah, uh, yeah. Could it. you could you explain it to me? I don't understand. <laughs> all right, TK, uh, you, who did you pick? I picked Steve and Ceviche. That Ooh. is a solid choice. I did change and go with Tricarion and Ceviche because I have not had hey, it in ages. Let's go. Let's go. Well done, TK. You did change it up. 
Steve. Who was that one? TK get? Yeah, yeah. TK gets a point. All right. Good call. Steve, you're up. I went with Verla and I also gave it a shot with Ceviche. Let's see if that comes up. No. No. I did not. I no. said gumbo. You said gumbo with the, you said and with French gumbo. water. Mm, okay. Wow. Man, 25th century games are going to love this. That's very popular for Square. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So back, Verla already did yours, right? So I'll go yep. to Rob. Rob, what you got? I went with Cam and I tried the ceviche. Without a doubt. Best food in the world. Oh, Cam with ceviche? Oh, mm -hmm. man. Nailed it. So yeah. Rob gets another. Spoiler alert, Steve. You don't have to do anything for me. Uh, Cam, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I really, again, I was just going with the people I know like the least on the, and I went with Verla. I thought you were adventurous, Verla. So I went with the ceviche and the trichuran as well. Mm, but, uh, yeah. no, sorry, I, sh I shouldn't, I shouldn't have made that assumption. Um, but I feel, I feel like you're a lover of adventure. Am I wrong of that? Not when it comes to food so much. Mm. Anything she else does, in life? Yes. You do. You like stand up paddling and getting in the outdoors. Mm -hmm. So I think Cam, That's you're on true. the right track. Just I just food. I just got like the from the maybe the hour I spoke with Verla while we were setting up Marrakesh that day I was feeling really sick. I, I learned a lot about her life and I was like, Oh, this is somebody who would eat ceviche. But I guess I <laughs> that one hour was not enough. Yeah. I unfortunately I did not get it because I went with Cam and French Quarter and Gumbo because I know you love rolling rides. Mm -hmm. I do, man. and I love Gumbo. Oh, man. So yeah. that's a good choice. I, I would have loved. I do. Do man. you? I do. You don't love it as much as TK. That's. What, I don't that's love it as much as I love ceviche, but that's you know, I. It's close. All right, so let's get on to the last part. So we've got our we've got our game. We've got the food we're serving. We need people to play the board games, right? All right, let's see what we got. Back to we, private chat. Back to private chat, so we're not cheating. Okay. We've got Drew Brees and Deuce McAllister. Okay. Drew Brees, Deuce McAllister. That's first choice. Second choice. <laughs> Tom, Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. You might remember this movie. I, I, I don't remember the names anymore. Let, Lester, uh, shoot. Lestat. Yeah, interview with a vampire. Yeah, right? Lestat and yeah. somebody else. Yep. Uh, and then we have the Midwesterners. The Midwesterners. These are all fictional people who claim to be from the Midwest, including Ron Burgundy, Iowa's own Ron Burgundy. I did not know that. Steve, did you know that Burgundy was from Iowa? I did not know that. He's, he's actually from Iowa. I did know that I did know that Axel was from Detroit. He's from Detroit. Tom Selleck's from Michigan. All these people are supposedly from the Midwest. And the last one, of course, we could not do the game without Steve Walsh. And who wouldn't want to have Steve Walsh at their party, at their board game night? So your four choices, chat crew, are Deuce McAllister and Drew Brees eating gumbo and playing French Quarter, the, the uh, roll, loaded roll and white with you. We've got Fury of Dracula with garlic and steak. You need the garlic and steak. You need the steak, uh, Steve, to protect yourself from Lestat and his friends. Sure, sure. The Midwesterners eating corn. <laughs> and finally, finally, three different versions of Steve Walsh around the table for you in a long-time gumbo <laughs> tradition. 
you don't play Cam with one Steve Walsh. You play with all three. That's your choice. You've got DJ Steve Walsh, Record Steve Walsh, and YouTube Steve Walsh, and they will all be playing Try Carry On and eating Peruvian ceviche, as I'm sure Steve Walsh's daughters will attest that he does that all the time, or he did that all the time. Too soon. Kind of a ceviche. Kind of a ceviche guy. Uh, no, I think he died like 35 years ago. So, <laughs> so we're okay. Yeah. All right, Jack Cruz. So your choices: French Quarter Gumbo with uh, some famous saints, uh, Dracula with with a meat grinder, and the stat. The Midwesterners eating corn and Zapotec, obviously a popular choice. And Steve Walsh can't pick the same person. Man, I, I'm really stuck here. That we've picked before, right? Yeah, can you can't pick. Like, can you pick the same grouping for the chat and for a person in our group? Absolutely. You can stick with the same one there. You just can't pick the same person. You got to pick somebody different. Wow, man. I'm really, I'm really stuck here. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, wow. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I, what I had. I think, Let let me just think about this. At this point, uh, we're all chasing Rob. Uh, the it, only person who I think honestly has a shot to catch and win would be TK. Just like our Darwin's game. TK, TK, no pressure. This is going to be the most important decision you make all day. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. You're not doing this round, BJ, like the last ones where this one's now worth 1,000 points? Uh, yeah, we, we could go 1,000 points. 1,000 points. If you get <laughs> only points if- each? If you get the the chat, no, the chat crew is one point. Chat a thousand points point if you get the right points person. for one of the others. Yeah, a thousand okay. points if you get one one of the other ones. Okay. Uh, man, I'm man, I am stuck here. Um, all right. Is everybody ready? Not yep. Good. I'm almost ready. Let's see. Um. Uh, all right, I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, punch it in. Oh, we've got uh, missing. Do we mm. have everybody? Is that everybody? We've got a bunch of different choices here. One, two, three. Yeah, that's everybody. Well, no, we have two different choices. Okay, so let's go back to the to the main one and see what was picked. Uh, he went Dracula. Oh, ah. What did I pick? Oh, I didn't pick that. Oh, Wayne. Oh, man. We are not on the same page. Nobody, nobody gets it. Nobody got it. Uh, nobody uh, gets it. All right. So, Cam, who'd you pick? Well, um, I went with Rob, and I didn't want I wanted to pick you on this one, BJ, but I just felt like Rob loves us Midwesterners so much that I had to go with it. And may, we'll see if I'm right. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I would totally want to play board games with Ron Burgundy. Yeah, I know. I, as soon as I saw those guys, I was like, I can't not give I mean, Ron I a know, shout out. I know we his... didn't uh, we didn't show mine last time, but I did do Fury of Dracula and the the steak and garlic bread just because I love weird like corny combos like that. Oh, okay. So the the it really tipped me over here going just the people, the sheer amount of star power and that. Yeah, you put one movie famous movie guy on a thing for Rob. He's gonna choose it. He could he couldn't avoid six. Yeah, but the other one had two of the two of the biggest. Although I mean, there's a pretty big. Yeah, ones but like, it. but are you a Brad Brad Pitt 
uh, Tom Cruise guy, or are you like a, a Will Ferrell, Leo DiCaprio kind of like kind of guy? Because I, I think you're a Midwesterners kind of guy for those, those characters. Weird. How, how are you not picking Drew Brees just so that you could stick it to uh, Dave Duga next time you saw him? Like I, I played, I played French Quarter with Deuce McAllister, Dave. Is uh, is Dave's beard modeled after Deuce McAllister? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, they look alike. They do wow. kind of look like they there's, look like brothers. There's a bit of a vibe there. Ooh, yeah. When we we that would be cool when we see him for a for a BGG con. You should start calling him Deuce. Dave, Dave Duska. Dave Duska. All right, so that was that was Cam picking. So Cam gets a thousand, right? I yeah, so. a grand yeah. baby. I think so. Cam takes the lead with a thousand and one. And yeah. and you're right, though, Rob. We did forget to ask yours, and that would have been a key answer, Steve, if we had known what Rob had picked in that second round. We messed mm-hmm. that up. True. All right, I blame it on me. Rob, what you got? I went with BJ. And I really struggled with this one, but I also said Zapotec. You are not correct, sir. I'm not going to pass him a chance to, to play a board game with Drew Brees and Deuce McAllister. Nope, there's oh, I didn't no way. Think you were a, I didn't think you were a New Orleans fan. I am a Saints fan. Yes, I am. Just not and, as big a one as Dave? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like, you know, I, I'm Jupiter. I'm a big planet, but next to the sun, I mean, <laughs> Jupiter is, Jupiter I mean, is minuscule I mean, next to the sun. I didn't think you liked the NFL. You were more of an SEC guy. I really don't like the NFL. I'm not really much in the minor <laughs> leagues, but, I mean, sometimes you enjoy watching. Watching the minor- Steve, you and I watch minor league baseball sometimes. The same yeah, thing with yeah. NFL. You know, you you want to see the up and coming players before they, you know, before they play in the SEC. BJ, I gave you a shout out on the podcast for how good I thought that joke was. I'm not even a sports awesome. guy. I, I did hear it. I did hear it. Okay, so that was you picked me, Rob. Is that right? I did. Yeah. I picked TK. TK, just based on your radio voice, I went with Tricarion and Steve mm. Walsh. I went Zapotec. Oh my Ooh, god! Yeah, the yeah. Midwestern is the coin. What yeah. what what drew you in? Dude, like you can't you can't go wrong with all those guys, man. Like <laughs> that that's a that's a good I mean, crew to play some. You get the with. most guys yeah. out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them all. Yeah. How are you going to fit all those guys around the Zapotec board, though? I don't understand your choices here. That's, that's true. A, I mean, I guess Zapotec's only a four-player game, right? I don't know. We'll figure it out. And who's the one on the bottom? I can't really see who it is. Do we know who that is? The, just the head below Tom know. Selleck? I don't know. Yeah, oh, there's a person there. It's your picture. Yeah, I know, but I don't remember. I, I don't remember who it was. All right. So, TK? Yeah. You. All right. TK I for picked. the lead here. Okay. Burla. Mm, okay. Mind meld. Zapotec. Yes. Oh! Oh, wow. Welcome to the Thousand Point Club, Tim. That is going to be game, probably. Nice, Tim. Nicely done. Nicely done. Burley, you have, it's your turn? All right. I said Rob and Steve Walsh. Mm. So. And Rob did not. No points for me. did not. Couldn't pass up. I'm losing the game this week. Big has time. Anybody, has anybody guessed Cam yet? It's coming right now. Okay. Steve. Here we go, Steve. I went with Cam and Steve Walsh. Well, you're going to be wrong about that one. No. Just, just kidding. It says Steve Walsh. It doesn't matter what we're eating. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. I mean, that, I was that really, 
Yeah, that's a layup right there. The problem was I didn't save Cam to the Steve Walsh round. I know, right, I right, know. Right. That was my and problem I, too. Right. I, I used up my my Cam choice in round two, so <laughs> I, that would have definitely been round round three choice for me. If only I knew what was in the uh, board. You know, if plus, only it, I knew plus it doubled up with ceviche. So. Steve, oh I did. I designed the game, Steve, and I still screwed up the fact that I knew exactly what Cam was going to pick in the third round. Yep. Exactly yeah. what he was going to pick. <laughs> Thousand points. You siloed yourself. I did. I siloed myself. Yeah. Well, that is that the is final answer. That is board game, the heartthrob, and Steve's going to tell us who won. Well, TK with a big move in the last round jumps over with a hundred with a thousand and two points. Wow. Cam and I made it competitive at the end, but there was no catch in TK. Wow. Love it. Congratulations. Wow. You're going to go on the board. The go winner of board game, the heartthrob. Nice, nicely done. Nicely done. All right. Let me close that out then. I do like the slide thing. I think, I think it does a good job of presenting all the games. Yeah. Steve. That's a keeper. That's that, that actually is going to make that particular game real smooth. Yeah. That was fun. Uh, any thoughts on the game? Is that a keeper? Love it. hundred percent. You're not going to do uh, boings? Ooh. Oh, <laughs> Three boys. Mm, That's nice. an easy three. Three boys game. Three, Rob, three hard boings. Four and a half boings. Four and a half boings. Four and a half probably, boings. My, probably my favorite game. Yeah, it's, my, it's probably my favorite game. It's my favorite it's game okay, of all I'll time. I'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Do, do, guys, do guys says it's okay and he's going to have to buy it. Yeah, it's all right. I guess I'll have to buy it. All right, board gamers. That's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. I want to thank my guests, Rob and Cam and TK, for coming in. How can they reach you if they want to talk to you about the boys? Well, uh, the the boardboyspodcast.com or the boardboys.com is the best place to go because it has all the links, all the things, all our episodes. From there, you can find us everywhere else, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Cam's on TikTok. Sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I mean, the last TikTok I did was a year ago, so I should probably do one tonight. <laughs> um, <laughs> do a post heartthrob the board game TikTok. Yeah, yeah we have a Discord on there. You can get the link for the Discord and come talk with us. Uh, a very active a Discord. It is a yeah, very active Discord. We set up a lot of BGA games on there. Um, and Yukata, and Yukata. Yeah, so if you want to play some board games online, you'll find lots of willing folks there. We got a lots of different channels for lots of different stuff. Um, yeah, and just anywhere where you can find a podcast, search the Board Boys and we'll be there. Make sure to like our Facebook page, facebook.com slash boardgamegumbo and our YouTube channel. It helps us get the word out about all of our upcoming shows, including in two weeks, we're bringing in board game writer and reviewer extraordinaire Keith Law, formerly from ESPN. He's going to be the guest on the show. Can't wait to chat with him. Uh, I especially love his post-Gen Con columns where he kind of talks about all the games he's uh you know that he saw and I, he's been writing this for years steve i mean it's it's gonna be interesting to hear how that developed reminder catch us on twitch on the opposite weeks twitch.com twitch.tv slash board game gumbo every other tuesday night where we play your games live on twitter on twitch i'm bj from board game gumbo and for rob and cam and tk and verla and steve until next time